Welcome back to the Slutrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear slutchpreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. Ladies and gents, today we will be talking to the trip on this podcast host, Kat Walsh. On her show, she talks everything from psychedelic exploration to untapped potential and how to deepen your spirituality with interdimensional stories. Now, here's a cute little disclaimer. The show's not intended for children. The content of this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. The host nor the guests of this podcast encourage the use of psychedelic substances. Psychedelics can be dangerous and can pose a serious threat that can lead to both physical harm and mental illnesses. So with that being said, let's welcome the genie in the bottle to the show. Hi, Kat. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's a good disclaimer. It's definitely good to like caution people and also then to also talk about just how amazing they can be at the science. So I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you. And I had the pleasure of being on your show and we had such a fun conversation. So when I was looking at the bio of your podcast, I was like, oh, that that might be a good thing to say because I'm no lawyer here. But, you know, bad can come with the good. Good comes with the bad sometimes. Totally, totally. So psychedelics, let's jump into how it perked your interest, your curiosity, what got this boat sailing that turned into your podcast and your life and really helping and healing people? It's funny because it actually didn't start well on my psychedelic journey. First time I did mushrooms, I split an eighth of mushrooms with a friend of mine when I was 16. And if there was like a user manual of all the things not to do on a psychedelic experience, that's what we did. Basically, like there was definitely no trip on this or any like real materials that I was aware of at the time. So it's not like we knew anything and we ate them at a McDonald's. We neither one of us had done it. We had no idea what to expect. Long story short, started great, ended fucking terrifying. And I didn't do mushrooms again for 15 years. Okay. So just, I I like to say like, I understand when, like, especially when people talk about like, whether they did a, you know, an experience in high school or college and they were like, holy shit, I'm never doing that again. Like I understand because I totally went through that. Like, oh my God, this is never going to end vibe. And, and really, I think it came down to just not understanding what they were, how they worked or where to be or simply being with someone to tell me like how you feel is normal (laughs) was missing. So ironically, like to then fast forward now, I did mushrooms again about like six years ago. And again, like it was not a a bad time, but it was just a really, it was just a lot of emotions that I wasn't used to feeling at the time. And so again, like my second time with mushrooms, I wasn't like, oh yeah, mushrooms. And what's interesting is now I'm going to segue. The next psychedelic I did was actually ayahuasca. And I- That's a big jump. (laughs) Yeah, totally. 
it, it was a big jump. And the thing is, is like, I was also very afraid of ayahuasca. Like when I had heard about that. Yeah. It's like throwing up and shamans and in another country usually. Totally. And I wasn't, I just wasn't ready for what that experience was going to mean for my life. Like I, I had too many experiences. Um, I still had to learn the bullshit and patterns that I was going through at the time without the message that ayahuasca gave me because I won't go into the story about how it basically found me, but I knew when I met a medicine woman that it had found me at that time. And it was an interesting part in my life because I really had lost all, I guess, sense of like passion for what I wanted to do in my life. And I didn't know what, I didn't know what direction I wanted to be, wanted to go in. And I really, somehow I believed that life was supposed to be like, you know, passionate and rich and, and, and I didn't have that and I didn't even know where to start. And so somehow I like, Ayahuasca found me and I was like, I just kind of came to her on my hands and knees and just prayed for help. And I was like, please put me on the path of what I'm meant to be doing, what I'm supposed to be doing at this time. And the experience itself for me wasn't necessarily visionary, like other people describe like visions or deceased ancestors coming to visit. For me, it was just this massive range of emotions, everything from like moaning and pleasure to laughing hysterically to just feeling the this whole gamut of emotion and it was not through thought like it was just the the feeling of um pleasure coming up through my body but there wasn't like anything hint you know hinged to it like an idea it was just all of these feelings and the next day i it sounds like an instagram quote but it was kind of like a really lived um experience where i just was kind of writing in the sand and i just wrote i love you and it was one of the most profound moments in my life because I understood that all the feelings that I was feeling in that ceremony the day before was me accessing, like uh, nobody gave that pleasure to me. Nobody gave that humor to me. But yeah, I went to the, I went to the beach the next day after the ceremony and it sounds kind of like an Instagram quote, but it was just like this really like lived experience. And I just wrote, I love you. And I, it was the first like real understanding of one, everything that I experienced in the ceremony was something that I self-generated within myself, all that pleasure and the laughter and all this stuff. And yes, it was with the assistance of ayahuasca, but like there was no person giving that to me. There was nothing outside of myself that was giving me all of these incredible emotions. And basically what that journey did was it set me on a love affair with myself. And so all of 2019 Ooh. really was dedicated to how can I show up for Kat in the, in the most loving way? And, and some of it was really obvious. Like I actually went off dating apps, not because I have any okay. problem with them, but what they were doing was it was really highlighting how it was highlighting my aloneness because I wasn't, it was like always looking for love outside of myself. And I hadn't started generating that love from inside at all at this point. Well, it's, it sounds like, you have a spirituality about you. And I, I think with psychedelics in general, having this openness already to accepting what's to come and just throwing yourself in the void, that's kind of like the magic about it. So when you go in hard headed or you are really lost, it can be more of a struggle because the universe is like, well, you need more struggle to like get to the root of the problem. So I feel like there's kind of two types of people who go into the experience, but on the hand where you are open and you're like, I am lost, help me. It just submitting to your healing, then it comes. And I think once you learn that 
while you are hallucinating in what way, shape, or form, then you can p- put that into your real life and yeah. be open to what's to come. And then then it's like the, the fucking secret key to success is just opening your arms and allowing it and being graceful and ease with it. How do you get to that place of accepting the the unknown because i that's the scariest part and we Mm -hmm. stop because we're so afraid we put ourselves in front of in front of it yeah that's a really good question also really well said i mean i was afraid you know like at at no point was i not like super nervous about it however i i got to the place at a time where i was more afraid that my life wouldn't be all that I dreamed of, to be honest, that it was just going to be more of the same of this like mundane monotony. And for me, I got to a place where that was the biggest torture of all was, um, yeah, not, not feeling the fullness of life. And I really don't know where that ultimately like came from this. Like, I just knew somehow deep down within me that like, that it was meant to feel passion in this life. Well, isn't that crazy? We get to like our wits end. Like for me, it was my suicidal thoughts were so bad that I was like, okay, I'm willing to see a psychiatrist and get medication because I want, you know, to live for the people that love me. But then it was like the medication wore down. And then it was like, what's next? It, again, enjoy life and, f- and feel the fruitfulness that I desire. So taking the, the mushrooms I took the first time, it was just completely different than what pharmaceuticals do because mm-hmm. you're tapping into the receptors that are already in your brain and how your your body can function in a different way. And it, it, ju- it just made more sense. It wasn't something that was just dumbing me down. It was bringing like the real me out and it was just raw but ugly and great like all at the same time it's it's so Mm. difficult to explain unless you do it you know totally and it is really like one of those experiences where i can i can see we can talk about it all we want but really until you have kind of a lived experience does it become knowledge right because right now it's just information and to me true knowledge is is having an experience and whether that's like a mushroom experience or some kind of a mystical experience right where there's it's a knowing kind of beyond the mind and and yeah i mean i think that the thing about the psychedelic journey that is so different than say like a lot of the pharmaceutical medications is, you know, even with microdosing, for instance, if people look at microdosing as essentially like another way of just, instead of taking something for anxiety, I'm just going to pop a a microdose and just go on my way. I would say it's not going to be effective for you, you know, and, and maybe to a certain points, but really I always look at it as if you kind of think of like the mind as Uh, like you've got a glass with water in it and at the bottom there's sand, right? And it's all kind of settled at the bottom. And so you see kind of clearly, you know, with the water above, but if you shake it, then all of a sudden the sand like goes all over the place and you realize like, oh, all of that sand at the bottom was just like always there. Uh, But when you do a psychedelic, especially like a microdose, what can happen is it's going to stir up uh, what's inside there that's kind of been dormant and unconsciously guiding decisions in your life. And so when you start to work with no. psychedelics, whether it's a microdose or a macrodose, it's now illuminating and showing us go in really intentionally. We can be feeling like shit and we can either, you know, take a tiny bit of mushroom or, you know, pop a Xanax that's going to like hurt yeah. our liver and give us, you know, like super negative vibes the next day, like all sorts of shit. But at the same time, that's it sounds easy because, you know, the problem is mushrooms just aren't accessible like that 
to yeah. the mass. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, I don't even know how many states it's legal in right now. Maybe a few like to grow them. Yeah. It's only, it's only legal in two in Oregon and Colorado just recently at this uh, 2022. Well, legal in like a certain type of framework, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the big thing is like, how do we get accessibility with these things? And it's, look, I always like to say, it's like not a put down to the pharmaceuticals because it, it works for some people and like whatever works out here in this world, like all power to you, you know? Shouldn't we be given like all the options though, you know? Abs- absolutely to me. And and the, and the thing is, is like, especially when you know that a lot of these things come with like black box labels, you know, like where, like where if it doesn't, if, you know, if like a SSRI doesn't work, it can also create suicidal ideation. And, you know, look, the pharmaceutical business, I'll just give you a stat actually that just, I posted it yesterday for cannabis alone. Every time a state legalizes cannabis, the pharmaceutical business loses roughly $10 billion in market share per state, right? So- Billion is a big word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billion's a big word. That's a B. That's not million. Or, yeah, that's it with a B with for one state. And now we're at like three quarters of the states now in the U.S., um, have legal cannabis, right? So it, it goes to the incarceration because then they're having to release people for small crimes. So then it, it hurts that mm-hmm. business as well. I mean, it's all fucking exactly. Business. Yeah, yeah, it's all business. Yeah, there's a ma- massive problem when, like, obviously the prison system is also uh, a for profit model. Uh, if once you have, if you have, if you profit off of having prisoners, then you know that there's going to be something wrong with the system there. So there's uh, honestly, look, there, there, there's um, pretty much on every level, on a systemic level, I think things need to change on like a big way. But coming back to some of those practicals, like with like microdosing, for instance, I think what people should know when they are on a microdose journey, if they're looking at that, is to not look at it in the same way as. Uh, I'm going to take a Xanax, right, for my anxiety, and I just feel better, right? I don't have to do anything in my behavior. I don't have to think any, you know, differently. I don't have to journal or anything. It just, it just goes in and kind of chills you out, right? Where with a microdose, for instance, like it, it's a co-creation, right? Like in in a lot of ways, like sometimes I've done microdose journeys where I'm feeling really good, and other times it's stirring up and shaking up a lot of like a lot of stuff in my psyche and it's bringing up a lot of uncomfortable emotions and things that, that I need to work through. And that's really kind of what a a psychedelic is doing is it's, it's, it's stirring up. It's showing you what is in your psyche for you to work through. Right. So sometimes on a bigger psychedelic trip, it can manifest in a a lot of different ways. Sometimes is, you know, like being sometimes as demons, sometimes is just amazing ideas. Like the, there's no one way because it just manifests the psyche. And because there's, you know, 8 billion psyches, we all have different minds. It's going to, it's going to work and show up that differently for everyone. You know, there's going to be some through lines and some things that like a lot of people can feel on a psychedelic. Like, you know, there's a lot of times connection and feeling connected to nature. And, but I think one of the the biggest through lines that we, that I can say with a psychedelic is that we are shown what we need to observe that's kind of hanging out in our unconscious mind. Mm. And that unconscious mind is, is how we make decisions um, from mm. places of pain or trauma or whatever, right? It's, it's, it controls us from the background. And so the more that we can kind of examine and release and let go of some of that uh, stuff hanging out in the shadow of our minds, we can make better decisions going forward. So to take a psychedelic trip or like a recreational one, it says the average human would take a 3.5 gram dose, but it all depends on your body weight as well. Like for me, if I took a, a 
little more than a gram, I'll, I'll probably start seeing some visuals. But a microdose mm-hmm. should be about a tenth of that. So you're talking 0.35 grams, or for myself, it could be like 0.1 grams. It's it's literally like such a small little nibble, and it's not something mm-hmm. you necessarily even realize. It kind of just takes the the layer of film off of you that that makes everything seem so complex. It makes things feel a little less complex. You kind of can just see yeah. the, the big picture, the perspective. So yeah. thinking about psychedelics with business, microdosing has been so helpful for me because every day is a different set of struggles and challenges. So just having that heightened awareness of what's the big picture, what's the big goal, it's been extremely encouraging for me to to think okay I can do this it's it's not like I don't have to wake up every day in a fog of stress and and micromanaging like task to task it's like what's the most important task what are the steps to yeah. take there how can we time slot for this and it's like it's just almost exciting and it's just, it's fucking crazy that it can do that. I'm like, I wish the pharmacy yeah. could make something that's like this. I know. Well, you know, what? I've had the exact same experience actually too. When I was first setting out to do trip on this, right? So I like to think of microdoses as a great tool to get you really aligned when you already kind of have the big parameters set up, right? It's like, I know I'm doing trip on this. I got the direction and this and that, but like, how can I bring myself into the most like effective, you know, to be able to prioritize, like you were saying, to, to problem solve, to creatively problem Mm. solve, to go after like what I'm doing. And I think microdosing is, can be really, really powerful for that. Where like a macro dose, right. Which would be that 3.5 grams and above Mm -hmm. is for that big perspective shift. Like, please show me a new path or I'm stuck or, you know, like where you really kind of want to really shake yourself and, 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 and make some bigger changes. Yeah. A hard reset. Exactly. But coming back to the microdose, like I remember before my microdosing journey, when I was starting trip on this, I was looking at kind of like a set of, I'm going to call them quote problems of like things that I needed to solve. And there was only like one way that I could see how it can happen. And because there was only one way from that limited perspective, I thought, um, I didn't know how it was going to get done. And like, it was stressing me out and I barely slept and I didn't know what to do. And I was, you know, just taking on this entirely new endeavor. I'd never done anything like podcasting and let alone all the editing and all the, like all the nitty gritty, you know, with a podcast, like so many little steps and layers of actually what you need to do to create a podcast. Um, but then I started this microdosing journey in the middle of it. And it was as if uh, within maybe a week of the journey, I started to look at all of those same problems, the, the quote problems and realize like, oh, there's no problem here. I just, it mm. began to, my mind began to show me uh, two or three different ways that I can actually look at this same way of going about this. And so from this like creative problem solving level, I was just able to be like, oh, there was never a problem. I just needed to do it this way. But before this journey, I, I couldn't see that there was any other path. And I think this is what it can do also for our life when we, uh, you know, a lot of, we can, we can act kind of robotically, right? Like there's certain things that trigger us as human beings. There's certain, you, somebody might say something and it like, it affects us every time because we've been reacting to it the same way all the time. Mm-hmm. But what is psychedelic can do and microdosing can do is it can actually help show us different ways of seeing ourselves, others, the world, right? And so you, it, it suddenly 
it suddenly gives the opportunity for choice where before I'll speak for myself, there didn't feel like a whole lot of choice. I just acted the way I acted. I didn't know any other way to act. This thing happens. This is the way I react instead of a choice. It feels really like solution-based thinking. And what's funny is when I started that journey, I started realizing the people around me who weren't solution-based thinking. So it would be like, if there's a roadblock while you're driving, instead of being like, ah, God damn it, like, where do we go? It's like immediately thinking about all the different options and how this could actually benefit us. And maybe we saved ourselves from a car crash. Like it's just in instantly makes life appear more like a chess game. And you're thinking about if I move my pawn this way, what could happen instead of being stuck in the driver's seat and you're only seeing the road ahead of you, you immediately emerge into this like helicopter of the journey of your life ahead of you and all the different mountains you can Mm -hmm. travel along. And it's, it takes it to the next level when you start seeing how stuck other people are and this led mm-hmm. me to bringing mushrooms to my Thanksgiving uh, family get together <laughs> last Thursday. Ooh, and I was like, I don't have a dish to bring, but I have some uh, magic mushrooms. And I knew there'd be a few players that would be okay with it. And I was so like, it blew my mind. There were a few aunts and uncles. I'm talking like religious some, you know, very far right type people. And I was just like, look, Mm -hmm. I have some magic little pellets. And and they're like, no, when (laughs) I smoke weed, I get really anxious. I'm like, this is not going to give you a body head buzz how weed would where you feel out of control and, you know, almost like too stimulated. I was like, this is a pinch, you know, a microdose. It's just going to take the edge off and you'll feel happy. You know, you'll drinking alcohol, you'll feel more buzzed. So it, it brought Mm -hmm. a big part of my family together. I mean, we were, there were people, I mean, I have 10 cousins, it's a lot, but we were up till 3am playing, you know, card games and all these things that we just don't do anymore. But it was, it was like time just stopped. Nothing else existed except each other and the amount of pure like love and light energy and it was just acceptance and compromise and solutions and we were talking about you know how we can start healing the the family trauma and all these patterns that have never been broken and who knows if those conversations would have come up without our awareness being opened a little more but i'll i'll it was just a day i'll never forget and it's not like me to to bring something like this to an event but it felt right it just really felt right and yeah. the next day like it it almost helped our hangovers like it helps you realize like maybe yeah. I don't need to have another drink. Like it, I think we talked about this on your show a little bit, how it can help with, I don't know, like for me, it can help with overeating, but overindulging, like it can kind of tell your brain when to to stop. There's some pretty important studies coming out uh, right now that shows that psilocybin mushrooms can drastically reduce alcoholism. And they're looking at it for obesity as well. So you're right, just in, in terms of overindulging and just kind of resetting and it's it's still kind of early days, but it's looking like, I don't know, it was like 87% of the people in the trial that had the psilocybin didn't have a drink for like six months. And then a quarter of them completely stopped altogether after this. And these, this was like heavy alcoholism. Um, so it's really amazing. And I love, I love your story. Thank you for sharing that around Thanksgiving. And it's because I think th- this is part of where I 
I really think there's something to group healing and um, a mm, particularly mm-hmm. family healing with psilocybin and being in a really heart open space and seeing from that new perspective and feeling really connected to one another and realizing like we're family and would we rather spend time here fighting or disagreeing or can we actually have this like really joyful experience and bring back the childlike wonder and ourselves where we used to play like kids with cards until the wee hours of the morning like it kind of, I feel like it can help ground us back into like what's important again and like really connect us again. And yeah, I, they are starting to look into this more and more with, with, you know, group, you know, fam, I, you know, but I think between marriages and like relationships, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a big play for especially MDMA and uh, couples therapy. Same thing with like family, you know, family trauma, th- family therapy, like working through from a therapeutic standpoint, like literally going through that. But then also like, like what you're saying as we still remain in this gray area, right, of mm-hmm. of magic mushrooms for the most part in this country, like this kind of, yeah, like a microdose and just making sure everybody's kind of on the same page. But this is the thing where I feel like psychedelics can really uh, help change the world just because we change ourselves when we are working with psychedelics, if you so choose, right? Like, look, you can, you can take psychedelics and with the, with the intention of getting fucked up and seeing shit and, and whatever. And like, you don't want to take anything out of it. Like, all right, fine. Um, but there's, you can have fun and still take something from the experience and still learn about yourself. And and the more that we kind of correct our relationship with self, that then corrects our relationship with others. Right. And so uh, the more that we like love ourselves and we're compassionate with ourselves, and we like start to heal our own, you know, and, and like go through all the forgiveness of self and others, then that affects you know, our, our cousins and our, our sisters and our brothers, and then that affects them. Right. And it's just this ripple effect into the world. And so, you know, it's not even just the psychedelic, it's just as human beings, the more that we all take accountability and responsibility for ourselves and our reactions and how we show up in the world, um, we affect the, those around us so deeply. And then those people affect those, you know, the people in their life and, and it just keeps going. That's, it's just, it's so deep and powerful. I thought it was something very life-changing for me, but just how you said, once it was brought into a a safe space where, I mean, I I hadn't really shared this with, with my following, but I, I haven't seen this side of the family, some of them for like 10 to 15 years. And we're talking about Mm -hmm. the most bonded relationships and then broken families happen, parents split. You don't see these people in your family. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahemp. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahemp's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, 
Vaya has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top, you can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Vaya ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Vaya Hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show family and you become a little lost in your life. And when you reconnect with people that you knew as a child, it almost reconnects yourself. And, and you remember all these things about you and, and why you, the it's the way you are and all these things. So not only was I experiencing like really heavy healing and stitching up of, of things that I had just been so desperately missing, but to add that openness, acceptance, forgiveness. And it was, it was just so contagious. Mm. And I, I mean, I'm telling you when we were playing this one card game, I really wish I knew the name of it, but you write down a word, you pass it to the person next to you and they're supposed to draw the word and then they pass it to the person next to them and they kind of guess what it is. So I'm over here sitting down and I write the word blowjob and I hand it to my 20-year-old cousin who then has to draw a blowjob, who then has to hand it to his dad, who has to guess what this picture of a blowjob is. And I'm sitting there just like geeking out. I'm laughing so hard. I probably peed my pants at least three times and you just don't pee your pants <laughs> laughing every day. And it was it was just it was criminal how, you know, it's just so different when it's with your family. I was just I was trying to just make it as rated R as possible just to get everyone out of their show. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> You're like, okay, Thanksgiving, we're good. We're gonna get weird tonight. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, hey, hey aunt and uncle, subscribe to my podcast. Like <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this is what I've been up to. <laughs> hey, sluts. Want to see my workout routine, skincare setup, my house tour, and more? Take a deeper dive into my life on my YouTube channel. I take you across the country on my thrift shop vlogs and share my therapy and medication journey. Most importantly, peep the Girl Boss Business playlist to enjoy hours of free information on starting your own empire. So come check me out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Anna D. That's a whole nother story, like walking in there, like just feeling ashamed of, you know, the sexuality aspect of my work. But again, microdosing, I was like, what's there to be afraid of? Like, what are they going to do? Disown me? Like, they've already not seen me for 15 years. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're just probably going to be so much more curious to like hear you and like get to know you. You're living such a unique life that they're going to be like, okay, tell us about it. Like, let us live vicariously through your life. Right. And then my aunt's like, should, should I be, should I be using water-based lube? And I'm like, that's a very great question. <laughs> yeah. You become the expert. That is so funny. 
So segueing into relationships, I was so excited to hear your perspective on sex on mushrooms because it's happened to me once and both of us didn't even get to orgasm because we were having so much fun with foreplay. It was like foreplay. It was Mm -hmm. nearly two hours of this magnified, heightened, magical feelings, endorphins. And I was like, I don't want this to end. I don't want to orgasm. Like I am just so lucid and infatuated with this making sense. And it it was just a total mm-hmm. game changer of sex for me. It's, it totally, it, it was very tantric. And I'm, yeah. I was just, I mean, I was on a fucking houseboat and there was ironically a blue light. <laughs> so the whole room was blue where, you know, the boats moving it was I'm surprised like I didn't feel nauseous. It was almost like I was on a cloud or something, but it oh, wow. man, it just it changed my perspective my perspective. Now I feel like edging is like a kink of mine. And, you know, I've been having sex with my partner for almost 10 years now, but it was taking the mushrooms that opened us both up and where we weren't again overthinking like okay he's done fingering me now it's time for me to go down on him like that it totally takes away the thinking ahead during sex it's all about like how every centimeter feels and you can't put a price on that girl oh no i love i love that it's it's like it takes away the idea of being goal oriented right like when am i gonna come you know like all of that and I think the one thing that it really like the there's so much I could say about first of all there's so much I could say about sex and psychedelics. Um, the one thing that I that I noticed the most from myself was how aware I was of how amazing the physical sensation felt in my actual body. So I recently kind of like realized something about myself um, with sex, and it was very very quick. But basically. Um, you know, and I, I attribute this to, you know, the first time I'm having orgasms, I'm like a little girl and it's through fantasy, right? Like I'm thinking of things and, and all through, you know, like adolescence before I had sex, everything was through fantasies. So the way that my body understood how to have an orgasm was through the mind first, right? Something would turn me on in my mind and then my body would follow. And that's very true for women to an extent, you know? Yeah. Totally. And, and probably men too. Like if you, if, if men are, are mostly getting off fantasizing, right. Or watching porn or something like that. And there's not kind of a healthy balance of like a partner, then the it's, it's just a body. The body is just, we are, we can program ourselves, Right. And so we know that, like, I know for myself, the quickest way to come, like there's certain, if I want to orgasm, I can think of certain things that just like do it for me. Right. Like, like it's a shortcut. That, exactly. Like I got like a few like images or scenarios that just like are, uh, just, if I know I want to like have an <laughs> orgasm quick, like I can go to those thoughts. And so as efficiency machines, right. That's what human beings are. We're efficiency machines. Mm-hmm. We tend to like shortcut our way to the efficient machine of what we know works to get off. Right. And so what I think psychedelics did for me and actually Tantra, um, psychedelics led me into actually taking a three, co- a three month course Tantra program, that combination of actually combining and and tantra for those listening is very basic way I would explain it would be like kind of the, the combination of 
sensuality, sexuality, and spirituality kind of combined into one that essentially like Kundalini energy, that life force energy that's within us that comes through with orgasm, that it also connects us to the divine, right? That connects us to our higher self, that connects us to something bigger. Um, it, why, it's interesting why we think like so many people will say like, oh my God, right? Like when you come, like, it's just an interesting, like, or they say their partner's name. And if you can think like a, many people myself that we're all the divine in many ways, like in our own expression of it. And so it's just interesting how that happens. But yeah, I started taking psychedelics and um, I couldn't believe how it's like I could feel every movement from my partner at the time to the point where I was like, I was so focused on what was physically happening to me without my mind needing to create anything more than what was literally happening. Just like mm-hmm. a, such presence to the moment that was happening was like one of the most powerful. I, it showed me that I had never had powerful sex like that previously because I just didn't know. And I'm not saying that it was necessarily that I can't have powerful sex like that um, without a psychedelic. It showed me about being actually really, really present during sex and actually feeling like uh, how good it feel, pener- how good penetration feels, you know, like actually like focusing my mind on the physical sensation of what was happening was like, and, or like, and looking into my partner's eyes and just without, when are we going to climax? Like just so immersed, of course, and of course on the psychedelic, so immersed in this like pff, universe that we're in together that like I did ultimately like come, but like it it was always like surprise orgasms because I wasn't, it was just like at this natural build of energy where I was like, oh my God, like I think I'm about to come, but it was never like, usually I get like really tense, like my body like will tense up, right? Like there's like such anticipation with when it's like from the mind space, because it almost feels like kind of work to, to get, you know what I, I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but like, it's, it's just like staying focused on like the, you know, the vision or the the fantasy or whatever. And this was just like, all of a sudden I was just like, I'm about to come. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, like surprise. And it was just such like a fun, like relaxed situation. It's, it's just letting go, you know, and even we, we yeah. want to let go and we try and it's, then you're sitting there just thinking about how to let go. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's such a a double-edged sword. And and I get what you mean too. I I read a book called um, Vagina. I can't remember the author's name, but she really explained how the orgasm, you know, starts in our brain and it travels down our spine and all these different studies about the orgasm through the years and how if you have any spinal damage, it can affect your orgasm. But just the little things. I know it sounds silly, like putting on candles, but it candles and low light settings and low music, it makes you feel safe. And for a woman to feel safe before she goes into sex, it helps her do the let go thing. And it's, I know it's just so cliche, like light some candles, put on some Sade, but it's, it's just <laughs> true. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, it, it takes it to, allowing your your mind to to let go and, and embrace those things because because there's something you know if you just get in bed and there's there's no noise and it's just dry and you're trying to go through the rolodex and that becomes a very habitual thing and then it's that's what sex is for the majority so it's in incredible the layers of healing that psychedelics can do but particularly in the bedroom and even when you're just having 
hard conversations with your partner. Maybe it's where you want to go in life if you're struggling with moving or job changes or kids and just taking that veil off and seeing those solutions. It's it it just heightens the pleasure of it all. It just it just makes it yeah, a totally. little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, it does. I actually had a really interesting. This is going to be a little out there for people, so so sorry. But um, like I even at one point I just I don't know what came over me. I was like in the shower and I was just like I need to do some kind of like a ceremony around like my womb and basically like letting go and forgiving like just partners that I've had in my life where I could feel like their energy, like the energetic cord of, of that or, or times where I didn't um, really respect myself, you know, or like allowed people to be with me that really like didn't respect me. And like I, mm-hmm. through, through my life, like kind of going through and I, I took a little bit of mushrooms and um, I had kind of like this I just called it like a forgiveness ceremony and forgiveness of self, you know, mostly because it was ultimately always my, my decision, you know, like, um, and for, and for them, like for both, like, and just like kind of like going through like names and just like crying and pleasuring myself and kind of like, it was really interesting to see, um, okay, this is really graphic, but I had like a glass, uh, dildo. Ooh, we sell glass dildos at thehornystoner.com. You do? Yeah, yeah. I love them. I was- we love them. They stay hard. Yeah, they do. And they're like perfectly, I don't know, perfectly smooth. And like, I was like, okay, I just like this. Well, they, they melt to your body temperature too. I could talk all day about them. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, they're great. For the people listening, I was like, if you want to do a mushroom ceremony with a glass dildo, like I highly recommend it. And you can mm-hmm. get them at, uh, at a store here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like when I was using it, I didn't know I was going to be like, I didn't know I was going to cry. Um, I just kind of went into this like forgiveness, like ceremony. And then I was like, now I'm just going to bring pleasure. Like I'm going to heal through my own pleasure mm. um, and and kind of like transmute any like past stuff that I felt like needed to be uh, let go of so that when, so that I can really meet my partner and not have this like kind of lingering energies of like the past, right? Like I really want to like clear myself. And the thing that I thought was really fascinating as I was using this glass dildo, I just started to weep. It was like hitting my, like, I don't know, like cervix area. Right. And she was wet in all of her places. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was, I was seriously like coming and crying, and and it felt like I was like healing, like just like, I don't even know if it was just even this lifetime. Like it felt like multiple lifetimes of pain and sadness that is associated, was associated with my womb and, you know, just this whole area, right? Like this whole like power center for women, massive power center um, that we have here with our sacral chakra and our pussies are like portals to God, you know? Literally, they create fucking life, you know? We create life. Like, we're, it's so sacred. And I think I, I needed to bring back the sacredness to my own life in a way that I, I hadn't when I was kind of disconnected from myself. And that really, again, like my psychedelic experience really connected me back. No, it, and I've I've shared on the show how I have masturbated thinking about when I was raped at 14 and that's how I've been able to get my power back because part of it was pleasurable in a weird way, maybe because I was forced into thinking it was supposed to be that way and that's what was destined to be. But then, you know, 20 years later, you realize, okay, that person was 
twice my age and I was saying no, like, of course, that's not supposed to happen. But then now as an adult, knowing how to pleasure myself, being able to think about that moment and work through it and reach a heightened state of pleasure or forgiveness or whatever it may be, it, it opens up that portal. It sets it free. It takes that stagnant, rusty energy and it just it takes the poison out whether it's through your eyeballs or your pussy and it's a beautiful thing and of course that's uncomfortable and hard to talk about but if if someone listening can take that and it can provide healing in their life instead of taking that to the grave with them like that's all I would wish you know yeah yeah I, uh, thank you for sharing that and I, it's uh, there's a woman that I took this Tantra program with also um, dealt with rape too. And now she's like, you know, all she, all, she's like this pleasure priestess, you know, but it took <laughs> time just of like weeping and crying and bringing pleasure, uh, bringing pleasure to um, what was uh, painful and shameful and all of these mm-hmm. different feelings that she also had went through. And, and a lot of the people also in that Tantra program, I think, I think Tantra is one of those things that is going to gain, uh, over the years, whether or not you are necessarily like, uh, spiritual, but just understanding that like, there's so much power within us, um, mm-hmm. and men and women, right. There's Tantra for men and women, but, uh, that, that we have all the tools within us to heal. Um, even like the, the worst traumas, cause she was talking about some pretty, some pretty horrific things. And for her to like not be afraid to have sex with men now is amazing. You know, it's amazing to get to that place. I mean, I, sometimes the internet prevails and there's some good things about it. And the, the knowledge that we can source, like we're all pleasure chasing. So the fact that mushrooms are coming to the forefront and studies aren't being hidden and education is being provided about how we can do this safely and, you know, and, and the best way we can hope for is such a a breath of fresh air. But what what's on your agenda coming up with your experience? Because to me, it would be exhausting to create a show that's all about psychedelics. I'd feel like I'd have to be taking psychedelics all the time, talking about them all the time. Like, what do you have planned in your exploration of pleasure? That's such a good, good, good pleasure. Uh, that's <laughs> good pleasure. such a good. Like, oh, man, I'm, just gonna go, I'm just gonna go masturbate after this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? Not not me masturbating before every podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> I love this question because it's the right question. It's so weird. Like yesterday, actually, I I had to go through like a really big process of of letting go with trip on this. And um it's not it's letting go of what was in order to birth what is going to be. Mm. And uh I psychedelics are no doubt a part of what I want to talk about, but it's not all. And, you know, I think my bigger message with everything is more around the idea that like everything is possible and that, and that, that miracles are there for the asking and that there's so much more to life than the mundaneness of life for, for everyone. Right. And I'm on kind of on a path of like, figuring it out, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a Netflix, pitching a Netflix show. 
and I'm in the process of developing it and figuring out like, doesn't want to be psychedelics, doesn't want to be around miracles, doesn't want to be something with both. You know, I think the thing that lights me up the most is I don't even want to say spirituality necessarily for people just because that word might not be, but like self-exploration, like mm-hmm. every time that I have a breakthrough within myself, how much it, it opens up life and, and the possibilities of life and what I can actually achieve and, and breaking down all the stories of limitation within myself. And that's the thing that I want for everyone is for us as individuals to all break down the stories of limitation within ourselves in whatever way that is for you and your life. Um, how that looks and manifests for all of us is different. And so, you know, that's really kind of the direction that I'm wanting to go in. And so with trip on this season three, like it, it wants to morph and I'm kind of figuring out like there's people interested in potentially um, creating a studio under it. Um, but it's not it. It's not it. It might just be an and, um, but this, I'm writing a novel as well, which is going to take obviously a little bit of time, but just, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to stretch, you know, like I'm, 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 in a way, like I'm, I'm wanting to follow creativity and and passion and flow and like less about how am I going to make a living and how am I going to do this and kind of live the artist life right now and be like, all right, what can I do to like live in the world and then focus my creative life force energy into what actually lights me up. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just, you know, uh, living it and breathing it and kind of working through my own fears and working through those things of the unknown and then helping to share it. And to, and, and to share, share it with people and be like, you're, you're not alone and everyone can do it because I was so scared and stuck. I was so not entrepreneurial in my life ever. Mm-hmm. And then something changed and, and it can change for everyone to just, and how that looks like taking little steps into the unknown, like you mentioned before, it can start small. But the thing is, it's like, you know, it's like taking a chance and being like, okay, this might not work. And it could start small where you're like, okay, but if it doesn't work, is it okay? Are you going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Then do it, mm-hmm. you know, then do it. And then when you see that that little miracle works, then it, then it kind of, you're like, okay, well maybe I can do something a little bigger and a little bigger. And then eventually you take the leap and you take the leap into wherever you're meant to go and trust that wherever you're meant to fall, you will fall, you, that we're always going to be okay. And that we're, and that there's something guiding us beyond it's like, I just think of the nature of the universe. Like you take two steps and, and it takes two steps with you. Like we don't have to have it all figured out, but we do need the courage to take the step. And so, mm. um, yeah, that's kind of the message I want to keep sharing. And then how in which I share that, that's my own unknown journey at the moment. So there's such a comfort in that. That's so, I am the queen of like, let me sacrifice my soul and suffer for others. <laughs> Like, you don't, you just don't meet a lot of people like that who are like, I'm willing to fail because the story about me failing, I can monetize or I can change people's lives, like whatever floats your boat. But it's, oh, it's fucking, it makes me feel a little less crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, my other podcast, Life with Kat Walsh, if anybody ever wants to feel better about their life, they should listen to it because I'm always just like, I have no idea what I'm doing out here. I have no idea, but I'm doing my best. And I talk about it very, very real from a very real perspective that I don't feel like I personally see out there on the internet. I see a lot of like coaches and things that tell us what to do. And a lot of times we know what to do, but we don't do it or we do it and we still don't feel better or, you know, like all these different things. And I kind of try and speak like a friend who's really in there wanting to do her best 
and is really earnestly wanting to live life like really from the highest integrity that I could possibly live it and to leave like a legacy of love that I'm really proud of. And um, there's been many fail quote failings in between that. And I talk about all of it. And so like, that's kind of the thing that definitely is going to continue just as it's like a personal journal, but it's a, it's good. If anybody else is just like, I need somebody else to like, am I the only one that's not feeling great when everybody else in the internet is, is talking about new earth and 5d and how great they're doing spiritually. And, and like Loki, like everyone I think is having a difficult time, even when they're having breakthroughs, like mm-hmm. it's life is just this roller coaster. And without hearing other people really talk about it from a real space, it could feel very isolating. And the truth is like, we're not alone. Well, it sounds like you have many delicious layers of yourself, and I hope everyone listening will go head over to the trip on this podcast. It's everywhere podcasts are played. You can check out Kat's website at tripontheshpodcast.com. She's also on Instagram at tripontheshpod. Is there anywhere else we can follow and stalk you? <laughs> um, just the other one, uh, Life with Cat Walsh is the other podcast, and it's just lifewithcatwalsh.com. But all the trip on this is everything linked. I was just like, it's a sister of it. So wherever you find trip on this, you'll find Life with Cat Walsh and vice versa. So thank you so much for having me on. It's just so much fun. Go leave her a five star review every time you do a unicorn has an orgasm, babies. So thank you again, Cat, and we will be talking to you soon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> It's the end of the show, so time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube, mentorships, ebook series, and everything else is linked in the description of this episode, as always. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutchpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sletchpreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search Professional Goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email. We'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue with two Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in OnlyFans.com backslash my username. I also offer shout outs, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye.